Welcome back again to BadQuaker.com podcast. Today is Thursday, December 29th, 2011. Uh, this is Ben. Today's podcast will be with me, with Kai and myself. And uh, got to get the English right. And also, uh, later on in the podcast, you'll hear John uh, uh, joins us. John has been with us on the podcast before, and we were fortunate enough that he dropped by the Bad Quaker podcast uh, by yeah, the bad the bad Quaker compound, uh, close to the end of our podcast. So we just invited him to join us. Now the reason that we have sort of a different uh, introduction here is because, as you're about to hear, uh, much like our podcast yesterday, nothing went the way we had planned, and so you know we just let it run, and we're just <laughs> we had a lot of fun and. Hopefully you will enjoy hearing the, the mayhem and the chaos. And so uh, here you go. This is Bad Quaker Podcast number seventy-four with Ben and Kai and special guest John. Okay, so the headline is Obama to ask for debt limit hike. Treasury official. Wait, that's not a, Obama to ask debt limit hike. Treasury official. How am I? How is that supposed to be read? Um, that is, that is supposed to say a Treasury official said that Obama is going to ask for a debt limit hike. So they're they're trying to indicate that they're quoting a Treasury official, a Treasury official, without actually indicating that they're quoting it. Who this secret person is that they're getting their story from? Mm-hmm. Way to go, Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers. Um, anyway. So they. The baggie? Okay, so that's a fun way to start a podcast. The cat was in the bathroom, tried to climb up where the towels are stored, and fell in the toilet. <sighs> this is going to be a fun podcast. Yeah. And we have and, Nikki squeaking. And the dog has a squeaky toy. We have a cat cat in the toilet and dog with a squeaky ah, toy. I see you, Nikki. Okay. This is going to be the chaos podcast. <laughs> podcast. Oh. oh, man. Okay, so... Folks, sorry, we we have a dog with a squeaky toy. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> the cat should be occupied for the rest of the podcast licking her paws, though. Yeah. Um, all right, so I don't see anything funny in this report about the president. 
Oh, oh, here's what I was going to say. It, it says uh, the White House plans to ask Congress by the end of the week for an increase in the government's debt ceiling to allow the U.S. to pay its bills on time. And then it says that the approval is expected to go through without a challenge. <laughs> of course. Way to go, Tea Party. You guys really made a change in government, what's, didn't you? What's a couple... What's, what's, more billion dollars. I mean, really. I, I have heard trillion, trillion, a trillion dollars. I've heard it made on, the argument made on TV, and I've actually seen real live human beings on on posting on forums saying that the Tea Party may not have accomplished all of its goals, but they permanently changed government. How? <laughs> what? Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's intentionally, uh, you know, what do you call it when somebody is naive by choice? What is that called? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the facts are the facts that we have been on this road towards where we are going since before the ink was dry on the Constitution, and there's been nothing that has deterred us from this path. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just been just sliding right on towards that cliff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there was a melee. We're, we're now using the word melee. Melee. Yes, evidently a bunch of Vikings ran in with axes. <laughs> there was a melee at the Mall of America. Um, and the abuse of the English language by the people. These people have college degrees in English language. Mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> I, I hope. Well, anyway. Yeah, well, that's another discussion. Yeah. And yet... The they, use of college degrees. Nine arrested after brawl at Mall of America. They, they have to use... Fists flew, it says. Fists flew. <laughs> and so did a few chairs during a large-scale brawl at the Mall of America. Who's, who's doing this one? Oh, this is a local. This is a, the local NBC affiliate. Affiliate K A R E eleven. Oh, they care. They care. When we were in Missouri, one of the television channels in in southern Missouri is uh, Kohler K O L K O L O R or something like K O L R or something like that. And so you pronounce it as like color, mm-hmm. like so the, the whatever their number was. Like this one is Care eleven. That was like color twelve or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the channel. And I thought, you know, in 1965, that was probably a really cool name to have your TV station, Color 12 or whatever, you know. But that's because they had color. Right. And now nobody doesn't have color. So for you to continue calling yourself Color 12 or whatever kind of loses its impact. Not, not, so, not, not so impressive anymore. Anyway, so we have this uh, fists flew at the Mall of America. Evidently... Um, there were drinks thrown on the floor and chairs being thrown everywhere, says a witness. You know... <laughs> it says nine arrested. Nine people? Really? Nine? I've seen bigger brawls than that at Denny's. <laughs> at one point, 30 officers were involved. That's probably about proportion. It would probably take 30 officers, considering how cops are getting nowadays right where it takes 20 to do anything every yeah. car every you see even here we have uh particularly good cops in this area where, where we live 
And yet, it's becoming routine that if the cops pull over somebody, anybody for anything at all, that they pull them over for, except if they already have an established speed trap, Mm -hmm. then a cop can do that by himself. But if the cops pull over anybody on the street for any reason whatsoever here in this town, they always respond with two to three other vehicles. It's, It's like a big event that... You know, and I don't mean to belittle them. Like I said, that we have pretty good cops here in Springboro, and you know, I, I I've spent enough time talking to them and things like that. That they're pretty good guys, and when they come down the street way too fast, I talk to them about that. You know, <laughs> but but they're pretty good. It's a pretty good police force, you know, that we have here, and a lot of times you have that with small towns. Mm-hmm. But still, there's not overtly evil. Yeah. But still, there's this mentality that's developing that says that if one cop is needed, you respond with 20. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and, the, and the police mentality that's supporting that says, well, yeah, but things are getting more dangerous, so we have to respond like that. Which is actually the exact opposite of the truth, because in reality, crime rates are going down every year. Well, there was actually, uh, Cop Block did a report on this. Um, I believe it was CNN that reported that violence against cops mm-hmm. was increasing. <laughs> and I, I'm, I think it was Cop Block that did the debunking of that and mm-hmm. showed that, no, actually what's happening is more people are charged with resisting arrest when resisting arrest can just mean, no, you can't look at my cell phone. Right. And now that's resisting arrest. Right. Or just to say no to a cop is now resisting arrest. So, in fact, there is not more violence against cops it's just that we're reclassifying what we're calling violence against cops. I but, love but that. But this is a self-perpetuating thing because it that. will bring more violence to oh, cops. Oh, yeah. I That's love the that bad cycle. Part. You know, you, when you reclassify things mm-hmm. t- and then say, oh, look, there's more of them. Yeah. Which yeah. I won't get into it because it will make a lot of people really angry if I do. But You're going to go on climate change. No, well, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to go on climate change. I would, I would take on the climateers. In a heartbeat, I don't care. I don't care, I'll do it. Um, but no, I was specifically pointing towards the autism oh, fanatics. Yeah. But Well, that's a very unfortunate group. Because, it is. Because children that really have autism, uh, it's devastating mm-hmm. to a family. And, and there are levels of autism where a person can struggle at different levels with mm-hmm. it. But like what but, you're referring to when, there... When 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 the ds when the when the dsm3 the the diagnostic statistic manual or something like that i don't remember exactly what it's what it's referred to as mm-hmm. um, but when the third version of that came out it had autism at a specific definition and then it had other diseases that were classified as different diseases yeah. and then when i believe it was 4 or 4.5 came out mm. they clumped all of those together as autism autism spectrum disorder and yeah. now all of a sudden you didn't have more people being diagnosed with well you didn't have more people having it yeah you had more diagnosis of it mm-hmm. because it was now this new yeah. suddenly it fit that classification yeah and and now so all the numbers are, are skewed yeah and so there's a, a so now there are these huge amounts of people who mm-hmm. are making tons of money off these poor parents who who are trying to do the right are, thing who are desperate yeah. to make sure that their kids can can do any you know they 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 want so badly mm-hmm. for there to be a reason mm-hmm. why their kids are like this and yeah. and I'm not saying there's not a reason yeah but the problem comes about in that 
they are taking these numbers and they're skewing them. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you have these, well, you know, one in whatever, a hundred, one in ten, one in, I don't know the numbers. But yeah, they're crazy they're, numbers. They're ridiculously high numbers mm-hmm. when they're saying, you know, oh, one in a hundred kids has autism. No, one in a hundred kids has a, has a fall somewhere on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And that can be anywhere from wouldn't know it functions perfectly in society mm-hmm. all the, all way, the to way down to completely needs help 100% of the way. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's really cruel yeah. that they, they, they have done this to mm-hmm. these kids and, because and they've labeled money. these kids now. It's money you know? motivated too. You can't escape from this autism diagnosis now. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can no longer be judged based on your merits. Yeah. You are now autistic yeah. and that's it that's that's you're the autistic kid now mm-hmm. and you know what you probably have every chance of living yeah it'll be hard for you mm-hmm. but you could live a perfectly normal life have a perfectly normal job and be successful but you can't because you're labeled this label now and all they want to do is send you to all of these therapists mm-hmm. and they want you to take these drugs and they you know, they've roped you into the system. Yeah. Everything you do now will have that notation mm-hmm. that that's, you know. And that's how we got to Mall of America. From <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like I said, I'm sure that's going to make a ton of people really mad at me. Well, I hope not, but... because it, it's really not saying anything bad against the person who's diagnosed with autism no. and it's not saying anything bad against the parents who are trying to do the right thing it's it's the process of government interference working with individuals in the medical community who are making money off of this mm-hmm. in order to get certain classifications so that they can get better funding so that they can get more money for their particular treatment and mm-hmm. and all this boils back to manipulate using the government and and tax money to manipulate reality. Yeah. And rather than you know having, well, um, I was reading a thing where in certain cases of uh, uh, AIDS um, are being diagnosed like this too mm-hmm. to pump up the AIDS numbers, and so that when you actually look at see uh, look and see uh, using one method of testing for AIDS, the numbers are very low. But then using this other method for testing of, for AIDS, pretty much anybody can fit, fit right. into this category. Uh, so, you know, then we need more government funding. Right. Because look at these scary numbers. Look mm-hmm. how many people have this. Yep. And I'm not saying AIDS is not a serious thing. Um, I, I will say it's funny that, not funny, that's a bad choice of words, but it's an interesting note that a few years ago, the AIDS epidemic fear was driving a lot of activity and now we don't have the fear because none of those predictions took place Mm -hmm. you know now we one of the things they can say well it's because we took action when we did yeah but that's 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 kind of negative yeah um that's that's backwards thinking uh the fact is that none of those predictions took place they didn't accomplish the kind of funding they were saying we had to have Mm -hmm. And that stuff didn't take place anyway. Mm-hmm. We still don't have people dropping dead of AIDS everywhere around us. I, and, and the ones that have it, it's tragic. I'm, you know, right. I, I, I have sympathy for anyone with such a, a, a tragic diagnosis. But, yeah. But still. <laughs> well, and, you know, 
not to sound like a tinfoil hatter or anything, but AIDS is really a great um, way to point and say, see, this is what government funding does. Yeah. Because, like it or not, AIDS really came directly out of government-funded research. Yeah, uh, the the latest. I mean, they don't. They don't. You're not going to really hear about this a lot mm-hmm. because nobody wants to come out and say, "Hey, guess what? We caused AIDS." Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The latest uh, story that we're being told first. You know, we were told, well, somehow it made this jump from chimpanzees to humans. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the story actually comes out, there were government funded, specifically from the French government, but other governments funded as well, um, two competing scientists who had two competing methods of trying to fight, um, what was the other, was it, uh, uh smallpox, not smallpox? Ebola? No, um, I'm thinking maybe smallpox. Was it smallpox? What, what are they, what do people get, uh, what are the common... Mm-hmm. Illnesses that they that they give uh, injections for. Well, now everything. Right now. But anyway, one of one of the one of the things that they were working in Africa. Or was it tuberculosis? No, it wasn't it? Wasn't TB? No. But one of the things that they were working in Africa to, to try to give uh, um, injections to the people in Africa so that they wouldn't get this uh, illness, mm-hmm. and it was government funded. To, to do that, but in the process, they needed, um, uh, I think it was the the livers of a particular type of monkey mm-hmm. that didn't live in that part of Africa. Right. And so, uh, rather than getting the proper livers from monkeys that you know are clean, they were just harvesting local chimpanzees, which are not monkeys. Right. They're apes. Right. And... Um, so they were paying the villagers to bring them chimpanzees, and then they would keep the chimpanzee. It's a horrible film to. to they would literally grab the chimp. One researcher would grab the chimpanzee's arms and pull him up to the cage, and hold him. Well, another researcher would shove a needle into the chimpanzee's liver, and withdraw some of the or inject whether they were because mm-hmm. they would infect the the chimp. And then let him, um, uh, his body fight the illness, and then they would withdraw out of the chimp's liver the... The antibodies. Yeah. And then they would take that and go inject the villagers. (laughs) And in doing this, because AIDS was common in those chimpanzees, they were literally injecting the villagers with chimpanzee AIDS, Mm -hmm. which then after it was injected into humans made the leap. Hey, John! If you feel like it, come and join the fray. Are you guys recording? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so John has joined us. Hello. And, and Nikki is going crazy over it because Nikki loves John. That's the flopping sound that you hear is Nikki just spazzing out completely. Nikki loves anyone she knows. <laughs> and she knows you if you've walked in the house. <laughs> So we're randomly ranting about things that uh, that have absolutely no connection with each other. <laughs> like we were just talking so like about usual, yeah, yeah, normal, like normal usual. podcast. Uh, we were just talking about the. Did you hear about the uh, 
the melee at the Mall of America? No, no, I didn't. I, I, I without doing the whole thing, I, I was just making fun of the, te- the, the ter- terminology because they, the headline is there was a melee at the at the Mall of America. So my so they had maces, and yeah, swords exactly. And War battle hatch, <laughs> battle axes. There were Vikings running in. Body parts were hacked. Well, that's what a melee is. They were so. Well, you know, it is a mall. But those, <laughs> those, uh, those, those Capital One Vikings were probably there. Oh, that's what. Now we understand. Yeah. See, we don't need to read the story. If you got a, <laughs> if you have a good headline, you can figure this out. So evidently, those uh, those Vikings were at the Mall yeah. of America and actually yeah. went with the goat berserk with that goat. with that goat, and they literally went berserk and had a melee. Did they decimate the mall? I'll bet they did. <laughs> so they wiped out a tenth of it. Yes. A tenth. A des- yes, decimate. We butcher the English language so bad. Well, we well the the media. The, let's blame it on the media. Uh, the English language. I mean, it's not really a proper language. It's, yeah. It's, what is the quote? It sneaks up behind other languages and... Clubs it over the head. <laughs> it doesn't borrow from other languages. It is... Uh, we, we do kind of... That's the thing about... At least in America, we kind of make the language up as we go along. Mm-hmm. You know? It can mean what it... Uh, we have presidents making up words ex nihilo right there on camera. You know, well, not so much this president, but the last one would. Um... I, I had a friend one time tell me, literally, um, when she was taking German, that she liked the German language because it had a lot of English words in it. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. I believe it. I Who, believe it. Whoever our listener is in Poland will, la- will laugh at that, <laughs> I guarantee. Oh, man. Speaking of Poland and, and headlines, I was, I was about to get all... Defensive on the side of the Polish people. Oh yeah, because uh, Craig Daniels, I think I think it was Craig Daniels. Is that the guy that played James Bond? Yeah, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, there he is, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. So the headline on political in Politico, um, it says Daniel Craig colon polls are and then a profanity, and he's is he British or is he Australian? I think he's Australian. So that's slang, but I immediately was like, hey, Polish people, you can't say that. That's racist. And as it turns out, he's talking about politicians, and I'm like, oh, well, you can't argue with that. Yeah, I guess he's right. (laughs) I I would have worded it different, but you can't argue with his point. (laughs) It It is strange. I'll try to make his point in a in a, in a more in a radio friendly <laughs> term, it's an odd thing that we take some of the dumbest and some of the most dishonest people in society, and we elect them as our leaders. Mm-hmm. And the longer they're there, the worse they get. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of the one uh, person who asked if the island, if we got too many soldiers on <laughs> the island, tip over. Yeah, yeah, if the island would tip over. Okay, well, and then there's the infamous, you know, it's not like a, a dump truck, it's like yeah. a series of tubes. The, the internet is like a series of tubes. And, 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 and I like I the part he says, they, they, they sent me an internet on Friday and I didn't get it until Monday. And he's talking about email. Right. But he called that an internet. They sent me the internet 
and and and, the, and it's because the people were downloading movies in his mind mm-hmm. because people were downloading movies. He didn't get his internet until Monday. <laughs> yeah, and and these are the people legislating the internet. Yeah, he was on the committee that was attempting to legislate the internet. Right, and yeah, that that. It's amazing. That and makes there's sense. There's quite a few people out there like that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I I frequently have to ask some of my customers at work to provide email addresses for the vendors that we're using, mm-hmm. and they on a regular basis send me web addresses rather than email addresses. <laughs> well, that's like you were talking about the you know the the straits of. Oh, Straits of Hormuz. Yeah, yeah. In, in Iran. Yeah. And uh, you were like, oh, it's like the Chesapeake Bay or like the... Um, um, Puget Sound. Puget, Puget, Puget Sound. Sound. Puget. And I was like... Words. Nobody knows where those are at. You're talking <laughs> to people who can't point yeah. out Washington State on a map. Yeah. How can they find... <laughs> Much less Iran. <laughs> you know? Take... Honestly, take a map of the world mm-hmm. that is labeled... <laughs> okay, so Iran is labeled. It says Iran, mm-hmm. and take your average Joe off the street; they can't point Iran. The um, uh, I think it's Jay Leno that does those things with mm-hmm. man on the street type things. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that's set up. Have you ever seen him do that? I've seen it. Yes. I don't know how much that's set up or how much it's honest, but it it's yeah, it's comedic. It's funny, but it's and it's so terrifying sad. too. Yeah, and yet. And yet, people have the audacity to say, "If you homeschool, how could you? How can you homeschool when you don't? You know, you, you're not going to be able to teach them everything they know." When when I graduated high school, even before that, but when I graduated high school, I could name all fifty states and their capitals. Yeah. When my daughter graduated high school, about eighteen years later, she couldn't even name the six New England states wow. where where we lived. Yeah. Let alone. You know, the capitals. Yeah. I could never do the states, but I learned all of the countries in North America. Yeah. I did that. When I was in school, we, and of course, you know, um, that's when Abe Lincoln was... Right. And you but, were chipping things out <laughs> on stone tablets and but, um, getting brontosaurus ribs on the y- way yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And you little, the foot, we moved our cars by <laughs> wiggling our feet. <laughs> um but anyway, one of the things that we liked to do just for entertainment was with our uh, history teacher was to, he had one of those maps with the multiple pull downs so mm-hmm. that one overlaid the other and they were, you know, uh, different. Uh, they so cool. Yeah. And, um, and they're, you know, they're clear. And uh, so we would pull down the, the world map and pull down the, the, the overlay that put the country lines but didn't have... The, the, names. the names. And I think that's probably why somebody invented that kind right. of a map to begin with. And then we would challenge the teacher. We would point to countries and challenge the teacher to what countries those were and try to find a country that the teacher didn't know the name of. You know what we did in history class? We watched uh, Gone with the Gone Wind, with the wind <laughs> to tell us how the Civil War was. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> That's ex- but, it's a documentary. And why not? I mean, 300 was just like the Battle yeah. of Thermopylae. Right? Well, we talked about that yeah. like a week ago or something like that. Yeah. I, that I, I, I can't even let myself look at that because 
and, and I appreciate if people who like comics or they like co- comic books and they like you know that kind of thing yeah. and that's in their their I, taste. I enjoyed the movie immensely, but mm-hmm. I would never ever can you know confuse it with uh, what actually a, a historical yeah. document. I didn't no. like it because going in, I didn't realize it was an adaption of a of a comic book, and I was like. Awesome! You know, this is an awesome <laughs> historical battle. I love this story. And I go in and I'm like, what? What is... And who is... And where? But they... But... Oh, I'm done. And then I was like, oh, it's a it's a comic book. Um, it's not a very good one, then. But I wonder now, you know, because of all the years and the different schools that I went to, I think I've changed schools something like 16 different times because we, you know, we moved a lot. And... Um, uh, I, and of all the years that I went to school and all the different schools that I went to, that was really the one teacher that stood out of having that level of intelligence that you mm-hmm. could quiz him on his topic mm-hmm. to that level. And, and you know, uh, most teachers uh, that in my years, if you were to start quizzing them on that level they'd on their angry. topic, yeah, they'd get mad at you. Mm-hmm. But with that particular teacher, th- it, was a, it was fun and a very educating for all of us. Well... John and I, we went to the um, uh, planetarium. We've gone to several planetariums now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have these maps of the the world mm-hmm. um, that satellite are, images, like, at night. Maps, yeah. yeah. They have the satellite pictures um, of the world at night, and you can see the bright spots where mm-hmm. there are cities. The cities. And we love to go out there and, okay, which one's that city and which yeah, one's that city? We were picking city? out the cities just based on the light patterns mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. where they were. Yeah. And that one's Miami. That's Fort Lauderdale. That that's one's... Chicago, New York. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you, but you can't get that in a curriculum. No. no. You know, you can't... That doesn't come from a from a, a book that says, okay, now have all the children come to the front of the room. Yeah. You know, that, that can't be... That's It's a spontaneous thing. That and that's fun learning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's when you're standing there, ah, oh, but I can get more than you, and mm-hmm. that's fun. When you have a worksheet mm-hmm. where you have a word bank and mm-hmm. you have to fill in which ones and nobody's allowed to talk, and that, that, that breeds a hatred of learning. Right. We were challenging one another to figure out what points of light were what cities, yes. mm-hmm. and it was fun. Mm-hmm. And it's deductive reasoning, too, because you can say... Well, wait, no, this one's this city, mm-hmm. so that makes this one this city. Yeah. And if, oh, if those are that, then this has got to be, you mm-hmm. know, and you can figure it out, even if at a glance you're not able to say mm-hmm. that's this city. And here's the other thing about that, too. If the traditional learning method, traditional being the state sponsored in right. the last hundred years, it's not really traditional not learning. Not really. Um, you sit at the desk and you fill out your thing and you don't look at your neighbor's paper, you know, and you keep your eye right here. You don't even glance in the, the direction of the other. I, I'm doing it again. With, uh, they can't <laughs> they see can't my see hands. They can't see your hands. That's okay. I was motioning all <laughs> yeah. about last time. <laughs> so um, the, tr- the, the, the state way of teaching is that you can't look at your, at your neighbor. You can't look and see what they're doing. You can't copy off of their work. But reality is just the opposite. In business... Everything is working together and learning from your neighbor and figuring out. And you look at the thing and you say, well, is that St. Paul? No, no, that can't be St. Paul. That's because Minnesota is not in that area. It's got to be over here. That's got to be Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And so you you refine. This is how reality, how we really learn things. Mm -hmm. You refine by by rubbing up against each other, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Whereas school, in the traditional sense, wants you to 
basically use, memorize what they tell you, yeah. regurgitate what they tell you, yeah. and, and learn what they tell you. This is yeah, why like you your parents. Have, it's memorization. It's not learning. Yeah. yeah. This is why you can't have a fully formed opinion unless you can debate it with someone. At one point, I um, was memorizing scripture. Uh, I felt that it was important. For anybody who's listening who's about to be offended, I'm sorry. I found out it wasn't that important. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to offend anybody who wants to memorize scripture. Memorize scripture. Do that. And if you think it's important, do that. But I put way more time memorizing scripture than I should have in I, now looking at it in retrospect. I but. used to know all of Howl by Allen Ginsberg. <laughs> Um, that was important. I could recite something like the first two chapters of Genesis or something, and those are big chapters. Yeah. I could recite uh, quite a few of the Psalms. I could recite the entire Psalm. Um, quite a bit of... Uh, uh, anyway, anyway, all beside the point. <laughs> I can't now. Yeah. Um, I know little pieces of it, but I don't actually need to because I have this book. And it has it all written in there, <laughs> you know. And and if I don't have the book, I have this machine that I can pull up twenty six translations of the same thing. So memorization not only is it unnecessary, but it's uh, it's it's a waste of mental effort that won't stick with you. Mm-hmm. Right? You know. Now I, I I still know the preamble to the Constitution. Of course, it's short. Right. But again, and useless. What what good does it do me to memorize that? And you, you how, what but, energy am I using on those cells know, to keep that alive in my brain like, that I could be doing something else with? Like we've talked about before, you know, you go talk to your great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't, but if you could, mm-hmm. um, she probably wouldn't know where all 50 states were or what their capitals were or, or right. any of these things. But she could tell you when to plant tomatoes and how to make sauerkraut and how to can things Mm -hmm. and how to run a household you know now okay let's say you make it through public school or let's say you go to private school Mm -hmm. and you actually do know all of these facts and you can point out iran on the map and you are just super clever if you are still running your household at a deficit Mm -hmm. relying on debit not being able to truly feed yourself with true food, mm-hmm. what do you really know? You yeah. don't know anything useful. Yeah. Because you can't take care of yourself. In uh, I don't know if I got to that, but a second ago I meant to get to the point that in, in, business, in the business world, oh, I did get to the point because I said that we rub against each other mm-hmm. constantly. So I guess I don't have to and repeat that's the, that. that's the better way to learn is through a social environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they try to pretend school is a social environment, but it's really not. I mean, you're in a classroom with 30 other kids, but mm. you're still, to an you're extent, not allowed to talk. You're yeah. com- compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah. And they're all the same age as you. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. all, they all know what you know. That's Without going into a lot of detail, I had an issue at work last week that my knowledge of our computer system was not sufficient to fix it. Mm-hmm. I called up one of my colleagues in the UK, and her knowledge of the system was not enough to fix it. But the two of us talking it through were able to arrive at the right solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's because we combined our knowledge and reasoned it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, iron sharpens iron. <laughs> uh, that might even be a scripture, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't remember anymore. Oh well. Uh, 
But the point being, we learn better when we're allowed to, you know, pool our thoughts together and rationalize them together. Yeah. Which, in school, that's called cheating. Right. Right. But in real life, that's called learning. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's really the 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 stark difference in the two. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was gonna I was gonna quote a guy, but now I can't remember his name, and I can't remember what. It's a very f- famous person that supports the non-school teaching and thing. But anyway, so it's beside the point because I've already messed up the quote, <laughs> and I proved the quoting quotes is unnecessary. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Now that we've entirely thrashed that topic. Okay. So I've got this news story pulled up here that uh, uh, the Huffington Post, this is from HuffPo, <laughs> um, it's the, and the Huffington Post talks about it as if it's this great new miracle of science. Um, the There's a factory in Germany that takes... Uh, human foreskin and grows skin to test cosmetics on. <laughs> and this is great because now we don't have to... They, this this can be... Oh, <laughs> taken from babies. <laughs> That's a nice gentle way of putting it there. Taken from babies to grow patches of human skin that can be used in the place of animals to test products. Now, so to spare animals from getting lipstick spit on them, we're <laughs> going to mutilate children. Well, let's 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 put it even and this is this is this is put out because there's such, you know, this because there's such an outrage of, you know, yeah, don't testing. and and anti uh, circumcision people. Oh. Um and and now they're like, "Well, but we have to circumcise so we can use it to test cosmetics on or here's a thought maybe you don't take something that's so full of chemicals you have to test it on somebody first and then smear it on your face that's just crazy talk what is wrong with people uh well now i'm gonna go quote again here we go uh shakespeare said um in his attempt to understand women, which it's really funny because the person who was playing this part on the stage would have had like a bunch <laughs> of lead-based makeup on uh-huh. as they were saying this line. So that's the comedy of this line to me. But he says, um, in reference to his his mother, I believe, uh, Hamlet says that a woman, God gave the woman this face, and yet she makes for herself another and he's referring to how, you know, uh, makeup is mm-hmm. put on. Uh, um, and But to me, the funny part of that is that it would have been all male actors doing this. <laughs> so the mother was played by... It's Peggy. <laughs> Hello, this is Peggy. I should... Take a call one of these times. Oh, we're, not- <laughs> we're not on the radio. We don't get to mess with. <laughs> I guess we are on the radio. But- oh. yeah, we don't have live callers right. calling in. <laughs> um, it, it, I, it might, you know, if I set up the sound right so that we can record 
the the call coming in uh-huh. and take a telemarketer. <laughs> Uh, who was that comedian that used to do that with telemarketers? Mapes? Something Mapes? Tom Tom Mapes was a comedian that would get telemarketers on the line and they'd play all kinds of weird games with them. They'd make it sound like he had just committed a murder and he's trying to he's trying to get a, a carpet cleaning people to come out and clean his carpet for him. Anyway, uh, before we went that direction, what was I talking about? Oh, I was making fun of Shakespeare because he had... Uh, a man mocking a woman putting on makeup, but at the same time, the Flaming, guy, yeah. yeah, he's wearing a half ton of lead makeup when he's saying it. But anyway, okay. So, so that was the story on uh, their justification for using foreskins, huh? Yeah. Which is actually funny because almost nobody in Germany is actually circumcised. So all of those... And really, the only countries who circumcise anymore is, are the United States and Israel. Um, and so all of those foreskins that is being, are being used in Germany are all most likely coming from the United States. This brings up a property rights issue, though. Yeah. If, if you stole the foreskin from the little child to begin with, doesn't the child have rights on that? So that shouldn't they be able to sue? Yeah, and and make back whatever money that the far, that the pharmaceutical or that the uh, makeup. Yeah, but but yet thought, I yeah. can't purchase a DVD, make a copy of it, and give it to somebody. Yeah, uh, but but they, but they can. But you can forcibly take something from someone mm-hmm. and then sell it. <laughs> Not yeah. only forcibly take, I'm sure that the parents of that child were charged for the procedure. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, too. If, if you make the argument that the child belongs to the parents and the parents can make that decision, if, mm-hmm. that's, your, if, the, if that's the argument, then the parents should have ownership over that and you should be able to... Yeah, and, and you should have to get uh, permission from the parents. Or at least negotiate a price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the circumcision cost? Six hundred and some dollars, or whatever that the hospital charges. Well, now wait a minute. How much are you going to make off of the off of the tissue? Right. You know. Yep. Well, uh, let's talk about this. Becomes an economic issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have another story we can jump on? To mock. Yeah. Oh, hey, I got one. I got one. Uh, right now, in the real food community, there's a bit of a. A bit of a tussle going back and forth. Um, a melee? A melee. There's a melee <laughs> happening. Pandemonium. Um, where these people are, uh, the, the parents are going back and forth about when you should start introducing solids to babies. Ah. And uh, the prevailing wisdom amongst the medical community right now is the fact that uh, because babies are born without any iron, mm. And so, no iron, get some iron in them. (laughs) And as it turns out, uh, bacteria and viruses thrive in an iron-rich environment. Uh Uh-huh. So all of these fortified cereals and things um, are... Well, even baby formula is fortified with iron. Yeah. Well, baby formula... I know, that's a whole other topic. I won't get involved in the baby formula. They have this... I can talk about the baby formula. (laughs) They have this... Yeah, And this is the real food community, too. They're like, well, we don't want to say the baby formula is bad. You know, breast milk is the best, but there are certain... No, I'm sorry, no. No. Baby formula is poison. Baby formula is 
Do, do we want to do we want to name a brand specifically so that we can deal with some lawsuits? <laughs> it's horrifying, and they're, they're I could, much I could. The there have been infants dying from from mm-hmm. formula right now as we speak. There's a huge recall going on at Walmart oh, because Lord. of infant formula. I didn't catch the brand, but I saw. I don't the know story. which brand it is, mm-hmm. but there's a huge recall going, and I mean, despite the fact that it can be contaminated, which. I've never heard anybody having a huge recall on breast milk. <laughs> um, but despite the, uh, the the fact that it can be contaminated, it's also full of soy. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. literally, you pretty much cannot find a formula on the market right now that doesn't contain soy. Yeah, but the general public... And powdered milk. Powdered milk, which is like, you take milk... Which is good. <laughs> and then you say, how can I make this the worst possible thing ever? Oh, I know. I'll strip all the fat out of it. And then I'll powder it so that it denatures the proteins and oxidizes any leftover cholesterol. That'll be good. That was like that milk chocolate we bought yesterday. Oh. We, we bought some glorious half price Christmas candy. It's my favorite time of the, the year. Well, no. The day after, after Christmas. Yeah. After yeah. Halloween is much better. Well, <laughs> but we after Valentine's home, We get this nice giant thing of hollow chocolate mm-hmm. and I take a bite out of it and it's the most awful tasting thing I have ever had. Yeah. Really? And so, this is from the Tootsie Roll people. So It was looking, a hollow Tootsie Roll chocolate Tootsie Roll filled with Tootsie Rolls. Huh. Right. So I'm looking at the ingredients on the back and on the front it says... Milk chocolate. Mm. You know, clearly, plain as day, milk chocolate. Yeah. You look at the back, there's no real milk or chocolate in it. It's <laughs> yeah. all powdered milk, um, you know, powdered milk Soy lecithin and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and powdered cocoa, cocoa. Powdered cocoa. Oh, boy. And then corn syrup, naturally. Yeah. And you're wondering why it doesn't taste like real chocolate and has a strange aftertaste. Yeah. And you wonder why, you know... You can sit down. Well, I can't because it's terrible. I had like one piece of it, and I was like, "And we're done." <laughs> but you can take like a Hershey bar, mm-hmm. which is not much better, but it's a step up. Mm-hmm. You can take a Hershey bar and you can eat it. Then you can take another Hershey bar and you can eat it. Then you can take another Hershey bar and you can eat it. And you never get tired of eating the chocolate. But you take good dark chocolate and mm-hmm. you eat like a square of it, and you're mm-hmm. like, "And hey, we're good. We're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm set." <laughs> it's very satisfying. That's you know, I find it so sad when people look at these, you know, overweight people and they mm-hmm. say, Oh, your problem is you eat too much. No. Yeah. Your problem is you're starving. Yeah. That's why your body won't ever be full. It won't ever be satisfied because yeah. you are starving yourself. Even though you're eating, what right. you're taking in is not providing the nutrition yeah. and mm-hmm. and it's you know, sending the, the signals. Right. So and your I've, body still craves food because mm-hmm. it's not getting what it needs. I've yeah. had that happen before. I've eaten so much. I was so full. I was almost sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah, because chemically, what it's the triggers uh, that the, the food is causing chemical triggers in your brain to tell you, I'm starving. I need yeah. more food. I'm yeah. not getting, I'm not getting food. I'm getting, yeah. My know, stomach's full. Right. But I haven't eaten. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's literally it's kind of like you know if you've seen the horrible pictures of starving children in in third world countries where their stomachs are all bloated and they're literally eating dirt uh-huh. to try to overcome the 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 urges of, of hunger. The they're, hunger pangs. They're actually getting some nutrition out right. of the dirt. 
So that's not necessarily a, you know, but at the same time, what we're eating in America, the processed food that we're eating, is kind of like eating dirt. Yeah. You know? As a matter of fact, some of my garden dirt is probably more nutritious. Yeah. At least it would have some beneficial bacteria in it. So we're going to go back off on food, aren't we? (laughs) Why is it always food? Why is it got to be food? I think that was my fault. Oh. Um, Well, here's one. Here's a story that's not food related. Well, we can't talk about it then. (laughs) Unless you want to talk about middle uh, middle class tax cuts. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Um, In this uh, story, a clerk punches and knocks out an armed robber. This is coming from WYFF Channel 4. And, of course, they don't have it obvious as to where WYFF Channel 4 is, but uh, they're uh, another NBC affiliate, it looks like. And uh, it... Oh, oh Hendersonville, right North Carolina. Huh? I was going to say right there. Yeah. Noise. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. I'm fidgety. Um, anyway, it says, a clerk at a business in western North Carolina... Punched a would-be robber, knocked him out cold. Um, he had come in with a gun demanding money. Um, Fifteen minutes before closing, the, the robber came in. So the clerk knocks him out and evidently bloodied him in the process. <laughs> uh, Let me guess, the clerk was arrested? Well, haven't got that far. <laughs> I should have read it ahead of time, huh? Um, punched him out, grabbed the, grabbed the man's weapon... Realized it was only a pellet gun. <laughs> you know, that's the old saying. If you're going to rob somebody. Hey, pellet guns hurt. Oh, my. Uh, dragged him over to the desk and held him down with one hand while calling, while, while dialing 911. He begged me to let him go, this person says. Oh, yeah. And so uh, gave him a roll of paper towels and made him clean up his own blood. <laughs> It's not bad enough. It's not bad enough to humiliate the guy, dominate him, beat him up, take his pistol away, and look at see the picture of the poor guy with his nose Aww. all busted up. Hey, I say hooray for the store. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. Clearly, this guy needs some lessons on how to rob. <laughs> That's okay. He'll learn that in jail. They'll, they'll, he'll, he'll come out a much more efficient robber. I'm, I'm sure he will. He'll learn a lot of skills in there. Oh, man. Uh, have you heard this story about, and I'm going to butcher the name, um, a little kid, I'm going to butcher the name, where is it, let me find it, ah. um, this is a, a kid, Jacob Styler, Steeler, Styler, I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name, um, basically he is nine years old, he's a kid. He was diagnosed with um, uh, cancer, basically, um, Ewing sarcoma, Hmm. and they went through all of the cancer treatment, chemotherapy, um, and, well, the kid got an all-clear. He went through chemotherapy, got an all-clear, and the doctors said, they were recommended that he do another round of chemotherapy just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And the parents were like, these are really terrible drugs, mm-hmm. and you've already said that he's all clear. We're not going to put him through another round of chemotherapy. Yeah. And they um, uh, basically... Took him away from his parents? Yeah. Amazing. 
social worker came in, um, and I think it's the last one. So in the last five minutes of the podcast, you you bring this <laughs> up, so, and and, this. and now you, and so I'm going to be ranting about this for the next five hours. And you guys are going to leave, yeah. so, so I'm going to be here by myself, ranting to the dog for the next five hours. So at the end of it, they um they they de- decline they decline more, more chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. They come home, and then CPS knocks on their door and child protective services yep. for those in and, free countries. Uh, they were trying to take him. They were trying to take away now. <laughs> Child Protective Service. They they went through all of this. They talked about all of this. They got a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. Or they got a lawyer. And Child Protective Services was about ready to drop the case. And the Department of Human Services refiled it. <sighs> and um, basically, they had to go through hire a private attorney. Probably um, a tremendous. Cost. The the court never appointed the kid a lawyer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Which is standard in that type of case. Mm-hmm. The court should appoint a guardian ad litem. Yep. Yeah. And they never did. Um, finally, they contacted this lawyer who's an advocate for homeschoolers and parental rights. Mm-hmm. And uh, they finally, through all of this, this went on for months, they finally got it out on the internet. And the internet got was support. able to just flood yeah. uh, with with petitions and with everything, and they end up dropping all of the cases against them. The internet is becoming... what an ordeal for parents to go yeah. through. Right? Yeah. You know, you're sitting here, your kid's got cancer. Yeah. And... Well, that's not bad enough. Right. Like, you're not just racking your brain. Mm-hmm. You're, you've got the choice of, okay, you've got the all clear... He, they have, they are not able to find any more tumors on him. There's no masses. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the choice of putting him through twelve more rounds of chemotherapy, which, which is like twenty four weeks. Yeah, and anybody who's ever been is, close to somebody who's gone through that knows how horrific that is. Yeah. You're it's pumping the veins full of deadly poison. And, yeah, yeah, it's not pleasant to go through. Yeah, yeah. And then to do that with a kid yeah. on top of that, your own so kid. So you, you've got a child who's been medically cleared. The doctor says, well, I want to prescribe, you know, a lot more pain and mm. discomfort just to be safe. Yeah. And you decline and you're a bad parent. Yeah. yeah. When the fact of the matter is the doctor's only prescribing this so that his malpractice insurance doesn't go up. Yeah. Right. That's the only... He yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. All he cares about is he doesn't want to get sued. And he's willing to then let the Child Protective Services know, which will act as the enforcers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Uh, Basically to cover himself. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes, uh, it, it takes a huge outcry from the internet to, to make this go away. Yeah. And what about, what about the, the, the parents who just give in? Mm-hmm. Which most do. Under, oh, yeah. under that kind of mm-hmm. situation, most are, are just going to fold. Yep. And, and, you know, how many go through the problems of, of having their kids taken away unjustly and they go through all the steps that you're supposed to to defend themselves mm-hmm. legally and they still fail mm-hmm. because there's this the huge bureaucratic... can't afford to fight it. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, 
I make an all right living, but we still, for the most part, live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. If something like that happened, yeah, there's it'd no be way devastating. we could afford lawyers to, the, to combat that. The interesting that. thing is, yep. I know I know a couple people who have had kids that had cancer, mm-hmm. and every single person that I talk to that has a kid that had cancer dealt with child protective services in some way. Wow. And how terrible is that? Boy. To have to deal with all the headaches of... Mm-hmm. And the, you're yeah. already going through your mind, did I do something yeah. that makes this happen? Yeah. You know, you already... Your mind is right there. Yeah. And well, then unfortunately, have somebody else come in and go, well, I need to look at the state of your house and make sure you didn't cause this. Yeah. Uh, so we're really going to end this podcast <laughs> on a super <laughs> negative <laughs> note. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But the positive thing is, at least the internet was able to yeah come in, and it, and it really is becoming a powerful tool to shine light on on things it like that. It makes me wonder what people did twenty years ago, yeah. thirty years ago. You just, you and know, these things went unnoticed, yeah. and I'm sure they were yeah. happening then. Oh yeah. yeah. We but, probably don't have time for it, but just a quick throw out. This is. You know, people have so much power. Mm-hmm. Bolivia, mm-hmm. Um, oh, Elvin McDonald's in yeah. Bolivia got kicked out because yeah. not because people made a huge fuss. People just didn't go to them. Yeah, they just refused to, to go there. Kind of like Freddy Krueger. They ignored them and they went away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay, we don't have time to go in that direction. Folks, thanks a lot for listening to BadQuaker.com podcast. Be sure and check back with us and listen to our podcast all the time. Download it. Listen to it over and over until you believe exactly like we believe. Do it now.